Hello, welcome to Workplace Wake Up. I'm Jen Shaw. Every week, I spend about 15 minutes covering key legal developments, introducing you to interesting guests, and providing some entertainment to start your workday. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Hello, everyone. Happy Valentine's Day. Hope you all are doing something fun today. I know my daughter and I are going to go have a fun dinner, so I'm very excited. Today, we're going to talk about workplace ethics. And actually, this is an issue that really came up for me personally when my daughter was in preschool. And she came home one day and she told me, Mama, do you know how you're doing the right thing? And I said, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what you mean, sweetie. What do you mean, how do I know? And she said, well, Mom, when you do the right thing when nobody's looking, that's called ethics. Great. Loved it. She went to a great little nursery school here in town. And I thought, that is fantastic. You do the right thing when nobody is watching. Well, it's a lot easier said than done, right? And in the workplace, we are really focused on this right now. And I think a lot of it is because of COVID, because we have really a different perspective after COVID. You know, many of us are really focused on wanting to support ethical companies, wanting to make sure that we're doing things ourselves in an ethical way. We have this requirement here where I live where you have to put all of your food scraps in a little container. It's really annoying to me because it smells and it's disgusting. And I used to just put them down the garbage disposal, but you're not supposed to do that anymore. So we got the notice, I don't know, maybe six months ago that said you have to put them in this container. And so I had this moment where I was thinking, well, could I not put it in the container? Is there some way I could avoid this? How would they know? And then, of course, I'm happy to say that I realized that was not the way to go. So we're using the smelly container, and I'm just hoping they can come up with something better. But that idea of doing what is right when nobody is looking, that's what we're talking about with ethics. And it's really important, in my opinion, for every organization, I don't care if you're public sector, private sector, big, small, publicly traded, privately held, you name it, nonprofit, having firmly entrenched workplace ethics really should be a top priority. It really should be something for everyone that we care about and we drive in our organizations. The thing is, it's just not that straightforward, right? Because you have to have a policy, you have to have some sort of an of an organizational commitment to ethics. And then you need a leadership team and management who also are committed to the concept, right? It can't just be on a piece of paper. It can't just be something that you talk about you know, once in a while. It really needs to permeate what you're doing as an organization. So one of the things that I talk a lot about when we do workplace ethics training is this idea of the difference between values and principles, right? And how values and principles really come into play when you talk about ethics. So values are and principles really are things that we hold ourselves, right? Things that are important to us as individuals. And then, of course, from an organizational perspective, we value these things collectively, right? So 
there may be a value of giving back to the community. So in our law firm, we do a lot of pro bono work, work for local community organizations where we don't charge them. We also donate a lot to our local nonprofits. That's a philosophy for me that is important. I feel like being a law firm, we have special skills in the legal arena, and we should use those to help folks who need it. And there are some things we can't do because there's a conflict of interest. For example, uh, when I was a brand new lawyer, I used to work at this employment rights clinic here in town for a nonprofit where I would help them with claims against their employers. Well, that's when I was a bond lawyer, so there wasn't any conflict. Well, now as an employment lawyer, if someone in that clinic wants to bring a claim against my client, that's going to be a problem, right? Someone who I I represent uh, at the law firm. So there are some activities we can't get involved in, but overall, it's a philosophy for us. It's something where I give our lawyers billable credit when they work on um, a pro bono matter because I don't want them to be discouraged from working on those kinds of things. So as an organization, you want to think about, you know, do you have a policy? Do you have some sort of mission statement? Do you have values? Do you have, you know, a written code of conduct? And obviously not everything has to be written down. Um, most of us take pretty good cues from what other people are doing. So it's not that everything needs to be written down, but you should have a framework, right? You should have something that you can refer to where people understand what is important to you and what your values are when it comes to ethics. The other thing to realize is that there is a difference when you talk about ethics as opposed to values or principles. And here's what I mean by that. Remember I said a moment ago that values and principles are really things that are important to you personally. So for me personally, I was very disappointed when the United States Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade. That was a very important value that I held, and I was very upset when that happened. I fully respect people who have a different view. That was a value of mine. That may not be a value of yours. That may be something that is much different. You might have celebrated that decision for very valid reasons. We are going to disagree sometimes about values and principles. So prayer in the schools, right? Women in the military, um, things that people can have a pretty strong value or perspective or viewpoint about. That's not what we mean by ethics. Ethics are things that are not subject to debate. Tell the truth. Don't steal. Do your best. That's what we mean when we talk about ethics. So when we talk about driving an ethical organization, driving an ethical culture uh, where you work, we're not talking about debating things like the death penalty or prayer in the schools. We're talking about things that everyone can get behind. Having a product that does what it's supposed to do, right? Being truthful to our consumers, our clients, our vendors about what we're doing and how we're doing it. I just had a terrible experience with um, a construction project at my house. And I'm telling you, I don't know how I get caught up in this, 
But I met a contractor who I thought was going to do a good job. He came very well respected. And it's just been a cluster from day one. He has been late. He hasn't done the right thing. He has taken my money and not given it to his tradesmen. Then the tradesmen come back and want money. And by the way, I had this all written down in a contract. I checked him out. He has a um, contractor's license. Like I did everything that I thought I could do. And it's just heartbreaking to me because now we have a dispute. We actually resolved it today. But it's one of those things where couldn't you just do what you were supposed to do? Like, I'm not that difficult. I just, it was a pretty simple project. It shouldn't take nine months. And I shouldn't have your tradesmen calling me saying, why haven't they been paid, right? So ethics is really about doing the right thing. And it's just not going to be negotiable. Nobody's going to be able to convince me that they should not return a client's phone call or they should lie to someone about the work they're doing. Right. Those are the kinds of issues we're talking about when we look at ethics. Now, in the public sector, we have a very specific law that requires there to be training on workplace ethics. It is called Assembly Bill 1234. It's been in play for several years and it applies to public officials. So because we do work in our law firm for public entities, every year I take an online training about ethics and we teach ethics not only to public officials, also to private sector employees and to public sector employees who don't meet the definition of a public official, but who still need to be doing the right thing. And it's always interesting to me when we do those training sessions because we end up having a debate about values, right, and perspectives. But in the end, we all agree on what the ethics are. If, if you're in a company or an agency or a department where you have a job, people are relying on you to do that job. Maybe members of the public are relying on you. Maybe you have customers or clients or patients who are relying on you. But everyone in an organization has a job to do that matters to someone else, either internally, externally, or both. So when we talk about ethics, oftentimes it's sort of made into this academic endeavor, well, we need to do ethics training and we need to talk about all of these laws, for example, in the public sector that are applicable and the Fair Political Practices Commission. And all of that is very important. But what you want to instill in your employees from the very beginning is telling the truth, doing the right thing, owning their work product. And you should ask them during interviews. Tell me about an ethical dilemma you faced at work and how did you resolve it? Tell me about a time you knew someone in your organization was behaving unethically. How did you respond? People don't expect those kinds of questions during interviews, but we should ask them every time. Those kinds of questions get at the heart of somebody's commitment to doing what my daughter said, doing what is right even when nobody is looking. Now, can someone tell you something brilliant and convince you that they're ethical when they aren't? Of course. Hence, my contractor, my local contractor that I just used. But the bottom line is, the harder we try to hold folks accountable, the harder we 
work to ask the right questions during interviews, to make sure that we're screening people appropriately, to ask in reference checks, which yes, you should all still be doing. I have people who tell me all the time, oh, I don't do reference checks. There, you know, most organizations just tell you that they have a no reference plan um, or policy, and they just tell you sort of name and and dates of hire and, and job title. That's fine. Keep asking. Drill down. You'll get someone who'll give you some information. Ask about the applicant's ethics. Did they tell the truth? Were they at work on time? When they made a mistake, did they own up to it? Those are the types of things we're looking at with workplace ethics. Now, yes, if you're a public official in the state of California, there are all sorts of rules about gifts you can receive and and honorarium that can be paid to you and how to treat travel expenses and whether you can talk if you're on the city council, for example, whether you can talk with with two other members of the city council outside of your five person um, council that would meet during a meeting, right? Those are called serial meetings that you have to be very careful of. There's all sorts of laws that come into play here in the public sector. But the essence, the basic concept here is you do the right thing. If you don't know, you say you don't know. If you make a mistake, you say, I made a mistake. I own it. I want to fix it. What can I do? There was a really interesting, oh gosh, this must have been 20 years ago, where there was a study done where they had folks who dropped $100 bills on the sidewalk, and then they had people walk by them who didn't know what was going on. And then they had a person like, I don't know, maybe 20 yards up the road saying that they just lost their wallet and they lost a lot of money. And the question was, the people who picked up the $100 bills, were they going to tell the person 20 yards up? oh my gosh, yes, you know, I just found these $100 bills and these must be yours and you should take them. About half the people did and about half the people kept the money. And this was 20 years ago. I mean, my gut is it would be a lot worse these days. Look at what's happening in government. Look at what's happening um, everywhere, right? We have sort of become, I think, more challenged in terms of accepting personal responsibility. And no doubt there have been a lot of very difficult things that have happened, COVID being one of them, that really we started focusing on things a little bit differently. But that doesn't mean ethics should suffer. That that doesn't mean that we shouldn't still be committed to workplace ethics. So you know what? Take a moment in the next week or so. Think about your organization. Do you have a code of conduct? Do you do ethics training? Even if you're not required to, you should. How are you going to drive ethical conduct in your workplace? If you're an HR person or a personnel manager or an in-house or outhouse employment lawyer, that's your job. So for those of you who need ethics training, our law firm has some sessions coming up. Make sure you go to our website under the training tab and check that out. Thanks for joining us today, everyone. Go out there and make it a great day. Workplace Wake Up, including our guests and hosts, do not provide legal advice in this podcast. Do not act upon any of the information discussed in this podcast without first consulting a licensed attorney in your jurisdiction. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to spread the word, please share it with others, post about it on social media, and or rate and review it. You can also follow us on LinkedIn, 
Twitter and Facebook and email us at info at shawlawgroup.com.